I'm an ex-alcoholic, drug addict, criminal, hustler, womanizer, fighter, liar, manipulator, player, drug dealer, thief, abuser, hypocrite, and a worldly confused individual. My name is Ben Lively. I'm not who I was before. I'm a born-again child of the Most High God, anointed, chosen, set apart, and called to represent the gospel of Jesus Christ. I teach Christians the truth of God's word. I'm a mouthpiece for the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not compromise, play any games, or waste time with this mission from on high. I know that in and of myself, I am nothing. I need God for every breath I take and every move I make. I have Christ living in me, and I'm burning with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm different now and forevermore. This earth is not my home. I know that, and I declare it boldly. I'm strong in prayer, praying in power, and in the Spirit. I will preach, teach, deliver, evangelize, prophesy, baptize, and build up groups of believers as God allows. He is working through me as I'm surrendered to His service as an instrument of righteousness. And if you know me or get to know me, you'll realize that I take no credit for this, but God gets all the glory. In Christ I live, and to heaven I will rise. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome everyone. Hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shaken Awake, episode number 14. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. And listen, if you find any value in today's episode, please pass the news, pass the podcast name and link to a friend, a family member, uh, or a colleague that you feel would benefit from this show and become blessed as you are through the words that the Lord shares through these messages. It's probably one of the easiest things you can do to spread the word. Just pass the resource on and uh, let God do the rest, right? And just to note, if you haven't checked the show out yet at www.shaken-awake.com, please don't. Yes, you heard that correct. Give it another couple of days as it's being redone. I'm working on the back end just to iron out some some features to be, uh, be revealed next week. Uh, so at the moment, it's what they call under construction. <laughs> okay, but when it's back, it's going to have an easier navigation and still have all the podcast episodes, a subscription button, a transcript of each, along with some other items. Also, please connect with the show uh, via LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, a new Shaken Awake podcast, Facebook. It's growing into the hundreds now that it really brings brothers and sisters in Christ together with more great avenues and channels to follow. These are really helping to spread these messages even further. And we're using these channels to provide even more messages throughout the week. So please check them out if you haven't already. And as always, I promise you another great show. But more than anything, my hope for you today And always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He is always right there with you, even when you think he's not. So let's get ready to invite him in right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your hearts and minds. And I'm going to open up with uh, some some prayer. 
uh, dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to share your word and your messages. Uh, this this podcast uh, was created by you, for you, for your listeners, for the kingdom, and uh, we thank you so much for that. Uh, you you bring so much glory uh, to your name through us and through our lives and the things that you do uh, for us and for your believers and those that need to believe. Uh, today, you've given us a very, very special gift in the form of a brother, a son of yours um, that you've done amazing work with, Father. Uh, we want to thank you for blessing his life, for his family, for his future, for his eternity, and now you're allowing him to bless us through your words and using him as your mouthpiece. Uh, so thank you, Jesus, in your mighty name we pray, because it's in your name we will always pray, amen. So here goes. Here is the first of its kind here on the show on Shake and Awake, and I'm certain it'll be the first of many. We have here with us today a, a special guest, a brother in Christ and a new friend of mine that no doubt was a divine connection orchestrated by God. He's an ex Meth cook, a man given to violent outbursts, a whoremonger, alcoholic, narcissist, egotistical, a selfish man who met Jesus again in prison on his own road to Damascus and now has a healthy fear of the Lord and wants to bring him glory each and every day. So please join me in welcoming on to Shaken Awake, Mr. Ethan Van Scoy. Welcome, brother. Glad to have you on the show, and I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your uh, story with us, Ethan. I'm glad to be here, man. Uh, when the first time I heard your story, it literally spoke to me in a way that I was like, man, me and this brother have been down the same road, and we've met the same God. And it, it shook me a little more. And I love that you've called the show Shaken Awake because that's what happens we have these revelations all the time from the same Holy Spirit that shakes us awake. And especially when I meet other brothers that are on fire for the Lord as well. Um, and, and I think that this show is everything the church needs to hear right now. I think whether you're the lukewarm Christian that goes to church on Sundays, I, because I was guilty. I was that guy. I was that guy to go to church and be looking at my watch saying, is the pastor almost done with the sermon because I want to watch the football game. That's who I was. And it's your, it, this, this show is for that Christian, and this show is also for the Christian that is dying to himself every single day and asking the Lord to make him a better man. Either way, the Holy Spirit is going to speak in and through um, to all that decide to, to jump onto this podcast and listen to what the Lord does every week. And I believe that. I believe that. I've promoted this podcast and literally sold it to everybody I knew, my friends, my family, and every new Christian, every new, uh, I, I met customers, I'm in sales, and I met a customer yesterday for the first time, and I gave him your podcast, when he in turn made his wife listen to it, and now we talked again today, passing it on to his friends and his family, so I do believe that the Lord is in this, and I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to see what the Lord has for us today. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Ethan. Uh, you, yeah, being a great ambassador. And again, we're all ambassadors for Christ. So this is all, all for his glory. And, you know, I know you uh, have an incredible story of how you came to know the Lord after being called by God. Uh, would you tell us just a little bit about that experience and uh, what, what led you up to that moment? So here's the thing. It's not my story. 
Amen. And so for me, I've been walking with Jesus for just about most of my life. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church, uh, Sunday going Christian, um, everything you can think of traditional, uh, traditionally speaking. Um, and I went to church camp in 1999, July sometime in Conroe. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So we go up there for church camp during the summer. And during this week I was there, Chris Tomlin put on his first, one of his first worship tours. It was called Authentic. Uh, this is before, you know, he got to be the name that he is now. But anyways, he spoke um, such conviction for who God is to him. And it spoke, I was 14 years old. And dude, I, dude, the Lord came into my life that day. And I can't say that I just turned around like I got hit with a dump truck. For me, I was a slow learner. Some Christians immediately bow down and, and, and just start chasing after Jesus the moment they meet him. No, God had to chase me after we met my whole life. Um, so that was in July of 1999. Um, and I grew up, um, listen, just, just like you said in the intro, man, I was a meth cook. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was just a bad guy, man. I wasn't a good person. I did center, um, uh, maybe the chief of sinners, uh, as, as far as I think. And, uh, eventually that lifestyle led me to, uh, prison where I did, uh, eight years off and on. I did like a year stint and then I did almost two. And then finally I did five flat on a 12 year sentence for manufacturing methamphetamines. And July of 2009, I'd been in prison for a couple of years and I went down the wrong path that you could ever think of. Everything, do it exactly the wrong way. Chip on my shoulder. I was an angry person. Um, I, I, I thought that I'd been done wrong. I was too young and I was just angry and had so much hatred in my heart. And that world inside there was changing me and really turning me into something that I just, I'm ashamed that I ever was. And in July, I don't know if it's the 26th or the 29th, but I don't think it really matters. We just, I know that on one day during the month of July in 2009, I went to the chapel in the prison to traffic and trade pornography because that was my hustle. I didn't, you know, there was hard times for 2009 for all of America. I think that's when the housing system bubble popped, went into a huge recession during that time. And so my family that was sending me money, they could no longer send me money. So I was trafficking, trading illegally uh, to get hygiene and, and, and soups and just different stuff that you need because they don't give you toothpaste. They don't give you soap. They don't give you deodorant. Um, you got to buy all that stuff. So anyways, I Apple for the wrong reasons. And something happened in me that day that I can't quite explain, but I can do the I can try my best to is that I went there. I don't know what the, the message was over. I don't know what they were saying, but all I know is something broke inside of me and I ran down to the altar. I threw that porn in the air and I just could not stop lamenting every bad thing, horrible thing I did flashed literally into my mind and I just felt godly sorrow. I felt what I later learned as I read the Bible that there's two kinds of sorrow in this world. There's a sorrow that's sent from God that makes you repent 
And there's a sorrow that's just emotional and it's worldly and it's carnal and you'll just feel better in 20 or 30 minutes. But that was the first time I experienced godly sorrow in my life. And I just, man, I just poured out and I just told him, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And this lady came up and put her hand on my shoulder and she said, it's okay. Andy, Jesus loves you. The only people that call me Andy is my mom, my dad, my siblings. This lady didn't know me from Adam. Everybody knew me as Ethan or Smokey, my nickname. She put her hand on my shoulder and said, it's okay, Andy, Jesus loves you. And I picked up a New Testament paperback King James Bible and spent the next three years in it and just stayed in the word. Uh, and the Lord showed me so much. And I thought he showed me something then. Right. But now where I'm at, I'm like, wow, he was just getting started. I got out of prison and I want to I wanted to go to college. I wanted a degree. I wanted to go into marketing. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have children. And I lost track of what the goal was on why we're here. And that's to bring him glory in everything that we do. And instead of bringing him glory, I somewhere along the line started giving myself glory again. And so I went to school. I got a bachelor's degree in business marketing after doing almost eight years in prison. Um, I, I built a career at Pizza Hut, went all the way to general manager and, and, and turned around and walked away from it and joined sales. Uh, I've, I've married the woman of my dreams. And I can say today that she is a godly woman. I thank God for the woman, the help meet that he's given me to help me be a better man, a better version of who I'm supposed to be, to be more Christ-like every day. That helped me. I thank God for that. We have three beautiful children and we, I just got jaded by the world. So then I was a Sunday going Christian. And I, like I said, I was more worried about the football game than I was the message that was going on. And I had a brother that sent me a screenshot of a verse in Corinthians. that says, you who nullify you, you who keep the traditions of man, but you nullify the commandments of God. That's a paraphrase and the verse that he actually sent me, but it literally broke me. And that guess when that was, that was July, 2019. Wow. So it's crazy how God works, bro. He saved me July, 1999. He woke me up in 2009, put me in his word. And in 2019, he shook me awake and he said, it's time. Son, it's time to come out of these traditions. It's time to quit being this clock-punching Christian that's only a Christian because of your culture. You need to walk with me. You need to be my son, and you need to be what you are or you are now. Stop acting world of that. And 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 that's exactly what I did. I cut off all my social media. I quit going to the church I was going to, and me and my wife got in the word and cut the whole world out for a year. And my entire life changed everything like things that I, I, the world started to melt away. It was like I unplugged from the matrix. Like when Neo came up out of that big bucket of snot and looked around and saw the whole world was dead and dying. That's how it looked to me. I turned my television off. I sold my PlayStation and I said, man, we're going to get in this word. A public school. Now my wife homeschools them. They're not getting indoctrinated by the devil and the lies that they indoctrinate. Not let me let me say I'm not condemning people for having their kids in public schools. Don't 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 hear what I'm not saying. But I just mm -hmm. want to say that you live you we go to schools now that don't allow God there. We go to schools now that tell children it's okay to be a boy or a girl and use whatever bathroom you want. Mm -hmm. 
thing that's happening now. And we made a choice and we pulled them out and we, and my oldest daughter reads the Bible for an hour a day, every day. Sometimes she doesn't and she gets in trouble because that's, that's the one thing that she can do anything she wants, but she has to spend an hour with God every day. And as she grows up into that, she'll learn to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just been an amazing thing to see the Lord transform my wife before my eyes. He gives me a heart of his own. I don't, I'm not who I once was before. I don't like the things of this world. I'm not a perfect man. I still fall. I'm still infallible. I still have moments of outburst of wrath. But the difference now is I have immediate conviction for it. Mm. I love God, and I just want to tell everybody about him. This is not my story. This is his glory. Amen. Well, what, what, is, uh, what has God shown you or revealed to you that has transformed your way of getting away from uh, the traditional or the church-based, you know, uh, Sunday Christian mentality? Well, uh, so I started as I read the word. We talk about how we're supposed to organize and how we're supposed to live and love one another every day, every day of the week, how we're called to um, organize completely differently. And I started to see that each church, and this is not a church pass, I have to make that clear because I've went down that path as God showed me that truth. I did go down that path to become a church basher. And 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 what and that's not how God operates. God cannot operate in my flesh. He operates through love. And I know that I have to tell the truth in love. But the truth is, when we look at every single denomination around us, none of them are like-minded, and that's why they have denominations. And the denomination, the actual Greek word for that is what they use to translate the word heresy. And anyone that's listening can go fact-check that, so you'll see that I'm, I'm not lying, that the Greek word that uses that they use to translate heresy actually translates more honestly to denomination. So denominationism is a sin in that you create division in the body of Christ and everyone has their own teaching, their own doctrine, their own tradition. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it's done is created the body of Christ. We're not going to church. We are the church. And, and so I went extreme from being this left lukewarm Christian all the way to the right. We started to study pagan Christianity and started to realize what the core meaning of all these traditional holidays we celebrate every day, every every different day of the year. And I realized, aren't we supposed to celebrate the resurrection every day? Isn't that what this everything's about? Paul told the, 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 the Corinthians, he said, if Jesus Christ is not raised, then we are the most miserable of all men then. So why wouldn't we celebrate that every single day? Why wouldn't we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ every single day? And that's more of the Lord really showing me the point because how pagan these holidays were and how at the core of them, they really did not bring God glory. I completely went extreme and cut every holiday out. And we were so extreme. We had unplugged from all social media television, video games. Uh, We stopped doing traditional holidays and we quit going to Sunday church. And we went so far right that I hurt more people than I was helping because my wife and I, we started a a home church Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And as I was learning these truths, because they are all truth, Mm 
as I was learning them, I was so repelled by it that I became the judge. I went down legality road and became the judge of the church when that was never my job. And God had to show me, look, you're never to the right. You're never to the left. You're right in the middle. It's straight as the gate and narrow is the path and there be few that find it. There is always going to be a middle ground and that's where you're going to find Jesus. So now I'm learning how to love biblically, uh, an unconditional love. I pray every day that God, I want a heart like God's. I want the things that break his heart to break mine. I want the things that make him smile to make me smile. I want to love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I want to take all the love I have for my children, my wife, my friends, my family, everywhere, and give it all to God so that God can love my wife, my children, and my friends, and my family, and everyone all around me through me, thus giving them the unconditional love of God. And it's been a very hard road, but the Lord has definitely pruned me, and that's the only way we get sanctified is by Yeah, what, what an amazing, amazing transformation that he, he's uh, provided in your life, and not just for you, for everyone around you, 360, um, really a... a a wide, uh, vast change. Um, it's incredible. Uh, you know, shaken awake is, uh, that's, that's right on key with that, that phraseology. Um, and if I, if you could, you know, maybe go back in time, I think about this often, um, Ethan, if you could go back in time and talk to your former self, uh, you know, young, young Ethan, what, what would you tell him? Absolutely. Nothing. I'm grateful for the mistakes that I've made, the lessons that was learned from them mentally, physically, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. I know that God has me right where he wants me, and I wouldn't want it, I wouldn't want to be in any other place. I wouldn't want to go back and say, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. And what if I said a course that made me not go to Pizza Hut, right? Or made me go somewhere else, and I never would have met the wife that God had chosen for me. I would have never made the mistakes I made to learn from those mistakes, to grow closer to God, to love people better, to become smarter and better at being a man, both in this life physically and in this life spiritually, making me a better husband and a better father and a a better brother, and most importantly, a better child of God. So I wouldn't tell him anything. He was going to screw things up because I think everything's gone like it was supposed to go. I spent a lot of time in prison, but you know what? I don't regret any of that. The Lord preserved me through a time of my life that I was so far spun off that I would have ended up in, in either in prison or in a ditch somewhere dead. But instead he said, son, I got a plan for you. I'm going to lock you up and you're going to get away from all this stuff. I'm going to shake you from it all. And then I'm going to put you right back out in there. You're not going to quite submit when you get out. You're going to want to do your old thing, but you're going to realize that you never could have done any of it without me because I was right there with you the entire time. And when you finally looked and you saw my face, that's when you hugged me and you embraced me and you asked me to make you like me. And I'm afraid that I would mess that up. Everything went completely perfect the way it was supposed to. Man, what a what a great answer. What a great answer from the heart. Honestly, um, that's true. It's what led you up to to, to, to where you're at today, and it, it keeps getting better. He keeps getting better in your life, and um, yeah, I can I can appreciate that stance. And you know, I'd I'd like to know, and I'm sure the listeners would as well. Uh, what advice do you have for those that are uh, what we call backslidden or uh, and or uh, luke, lukewarm? 
Um, I would say that it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Uh, that's what Paul told the recipients of the Hebrew letter. Um, I, I, I used to believe in a thing called just once saved, always saved. You just, you know, you get saved and you do whatever you want and you, and you hit the nail on the head in the very beginning of the show. You got that way immediately. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to this show was you handled it the way that it should have been handled. Um, and then I went all the way, almost borderline salvation by works. Um, until God, once again, you can't be to the left, once saved, always saved. You can't be all the way to the right, being legal, thinking that you can add works to it to save yourself. No, there's a middle ground because it's our efforts in his strength. The only way that a person would lose salvation is if you literally threw the keys of the kingdom and gave it to God and walked away from the faith. Mm-hmm. And And that is the scariest thing ever. Don't be one or the other. Don't be that Christian that's sitting in the Sunday pew punching a time clock and there was never born again just to die and wake up in hell after your whole life you thought you were going to die and go see Jesus. And don't be the guy that all the way your whole life and then it got too hard and you gave God back the keys and you walked away and you departed from the faith. Don't be either one of those. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. Be glad and rejoice in it. Yes, God can be scary and futile and, and, and not futile, that's a bad word to use, but just t- great and terrible and, and scary when you look at who he is, what he can do to you, but then when you really see how much he loves you and how he sent his son to die for you so that he could have a relationship with you because sin came into the world and you were born in it no matter what you did, And when you really get to learn the heart of the father, you fall in love with him and you're obedient to him because you love him like your father when you were a little child. You love that father. You you wanted to make him happy. You wanted to make him proud. You wanted to be just like him. You wanted to do the things that he did. And that's what it's like. That's why it's the beautiful picture of a child being born again. You're a little baby and you're on milk. You're reading the Gospels. You're learning who Jesus was, trying to figure out his story and why you're actually saved. And then eventually you start to eat eat, eat some meat and you start crawling around and you try to walk. And as you're walking, you fall on the road of legality and you fall on your face. But then you get up and you walk some more and you fall on your face and you get up and you walk some more. And eventually your legs get stronger. Your spiritual life gets stronger And eventually you grow to know things and get discernment and grow in the Lord. And before you know it, you're running from them. You're running to them. And look, dude, today is the day of salvation. I would say hit your knees and just cry out to God and beg him to save you where you're at. I do believe that we are in the last days. I think it's pretty safe to say that we, the 2020 was a bit of what Jesus called the birth. But I want you to know that no matter what you've been through, wherever you're at, God sees you right now where you are. And today is the day of salvation. Hit your knees and beg God to send you godly sorrow and the gift of repentance. That's what I experienced in July of 2009 in that chapel was true godly sorrow that I never felt bad about feeling that bad again. I never felt bad about being about feeling bad. That was godly sorrow, man. And it drove me to a repentance and a love and a desire for the Lord that I wouldn't trade for anything in this life. And I'm telling you, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins if you just cry out to him. 
And if you're that Christian that's sitting in that pew and you know you're just punching a time clock and you're playing with God, now is not the time. It's only going to get crazier from here. And today is the day of salvation. Listen, all you need to do is open your Bible. I don't care what version you read. God will speak to you through any one of them. Open it up. Read it. Start in the gospel of John and ask God to give you understanding in his word and keep reading and keep reading and keep asking God to teach you and to give you the desire to want to spend time with him because your life depends on it. And when you do get that going, man, you'll desire it and you'll want it. And he'll give you a peace that you just can't understand that I never excited. I forgot what that peace was like when I was a Sunday going Christian sitting in the pew, knowing I was a backslidden prodigal child of God. Absolutely. I can't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, there is no doubt why they call that the living word. It's 2000 years later and you can read it a hundred times and the 101st time he'll, he'll teach you something else and speak through it even louder. So, um, absolutely, uh, huge, huge pearl or nugget that you just uh, gave the listeners. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I, I know the Lord has big plans for you and your family and starting, uh, starting a new church and a biblical way of life. Could you tell us a bit about that mission? So uh, I told you guys a little bit about the, for lack of better words, the, the asshole that I had become last year, the judgmental jerk, because God had showed me some serious truths uh, about the church. And I started to see that churches kept traditions um, that just weren't biblical. And the, what the Bible does say we should keep, we don't, or we don't even take it serious or we're just religious about it. Uh, and when I read through the Bible, it, most of the churches were in people's homes. People wrote love letters to one another. They gathered together in people's houses and they read the Old Testament scrolls about Jesus Christ and when he was going to come. They read the letters that Paul wrote those local churches and they copied them out and sent them out and they copied them out and they sent them out. And that's why we have so many manuscripts and so many transcripts is because people copied it out and copied it out and they just kept copying Paul's letters and they were spending every day with each other to the point that they would die together due to persecution or the or the or the Roman uh, Catholic era or just the Roman Empire uh, they lived together it says they all had all things common they didn't pay tithes to some church no they gave it all. And they lived together in harmony. And there wasn't, we believe this or we believe that because they all truly loved God and followed him. And so what we've tried to do for the last year and a half was try to implement that and repeat it as much as we could and try to get away from these traditions that I had personally been raised in. So we would meet with other believers in my home my wife and I would cook a big meal and then we would read a letter, one of Paul's letters. And we did that for a long time, had some success. People were reading, they were starting to grow, but there was no overseership. There was no pastor because I said, we don't need a pastor. Jesus is our pastor. He is the chief shepherd. He is the high priest. But the truth is we're all sheep. And we, God did give us pastors. God did give us overseers. He did give us teachers and evangelists and, and prophets and apostles. He did give those to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So what I realized is some people that never read their Bible, I'd give them a Bible and make them read a chapter with me. 
it they they didn't get as much out of it because it was kind of all over the place. So one day I was fellowshipping with my mom and we were all reading First Peter. And when I it was my turn to read, it was time for me to read First Peter chapter five. And in that he tell Peter's telling the leaders in the church to take the oversight thereof, but not by constraint and to do it out of love and to be shepherds that are accountable to Jesus Christ because the body needs that. And I've read that a thousand times, but that time the Holy Spirit spoke to me. So all of our meetings since then, it's I, 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 pass, I make sure everybody's got an ESV because that's my preferred Bible to teach out of. It's easy to understand. It's a good word-for-word translation. So I make sure everybody has a Bible and they read along. And if anyone's ever listened to one of my videos, that's how, I, that's how we hold the home churches now. Mm-hmm. Is I will read straight from the letter and I'll let the Holy Spirit preach and expound and teach. And I don't want to be the only one to do it. I want God to send other men that want to grow together and read the word together where they got the, the Holy Spirit says, hey, man, I got a word. So then another brother edifies the body and another brother edifies the body. We've been trying to do that. And because I needed to go through all of those spiritual hurdles for God to per, to sanctify me, um, it, 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 a lot of bad, it, it all kind of fell apart. But the Lord has uh, given me and Chelsea the opportunity to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath house on a little less than a half an acre uh, in Cartwright, Oklahoma. And it on the other side of the property, it already has utilities. So what we want to do is we want to build a barn dominium, have a fellowship hall, an industrial kitchen, and a couple of bedrooms and some bathrooms, and and try to grow the church and see if we can get people to come. And I, and I, and I want to be able to go to a homeless person, man, and give them the gospel and feed them. And if the Holy Spirit speaks to them, because I don't know if the Holy Spirit, I mean, they might reject it, but they might not. And then they need a place to live. They need a job. They need to be able to be discipled so that the Holy Spirit can raise them up as well. And I want to make that place. I want to open it up for that. Uh, if, and it's right in the middle of the meth neighborhood. And it's crazy because that's my background. I know those people. I know that life. So if, if somebody does a bump, of some meth and is cracked out of his mind and he knocks on my door at 3 a.m. and he's looking for Jesus. I want him to be able to find it. This is a church that we're going to pay our taxes. And I'm not calling out churches when I say that. But the truth is, is that Jesus said churches are supposed to pay their taxes. Peter said churches are supposed to pay their taxes. The problem is it makes us respecters of persons. And if the government Mm -hmm. comes in and says, for any reason you have to close your doors, because you're tax-free, you have to close your doors. And there's nothing you can do about it. But this church, we're going to pay, it's, it's, it's not even going to be registered as a church or a religious organization. It's a house where the body of Christ meets and it's going to pay its taxes and they're not going to be able to tell us to close our doors. And I'm just hoping that uh, if this is the Lord's will, it's going to happen. And I believe that he's what he's brought me through the last couple of years has prepared me for such a time as this. And this whole year has been crazy for me and my wife. We left the church two years ago, and this whole year we've been traveling all over Texas every weekend visiting churches. And God's been teaching me something about every little church. So now I left the churches. Now I want to go back into the churches and find the remnant and and, 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 and talk to people. And say, look, dude, you can either keep doing this every day and keep playing with God, bro, or you can have a real relationship. 
have a living, breathing, thriving relationship with God in heaven. You can't walk out in the middle of the road and get hit by a logging truck and walk away like nothing happened. So you cannot come into encounter with the living God and walk away like nothing happened. You will be changed. And if you stay that course, you will be sanctified because you are a new creature in Christ. And I just Amen. think that we, we need to lift him up and he will draw all men to him. We need to make disciples. We need to be readily available and submitted to the word of God in the context of it, literally. And there'll be no confusions, no quarrels, and no doctrine. What an amazing testimony and uh, the, what he's doing in your life and, and those that he'll be blessing through you. I can tell it's, uh, it's just the beginning of uh, a very exciting time for you and your family and everyone that you'll, you'll bless out there in Oklahoma. And what a, what a great concept for, for me. That's something new. Um, but I can really resonates, uh, very strongly with me. I think, uh, uh, everyone or most would agree that, uh, something's not right these days in the church, uh, the way, uh, it was when we grew up and, uh, to what it's turned into today. There's certainly giant opportunity and, uh, we are the church, uh, the church is not just a building. It's uh, not like the old saying, the steeple with uh, inside there, all the people. No, the mission field is outside of the church. And it looks like you're going outside of the church to help others become the church. So, man, what a, what a phenomenal um, life mission that he's put you on. And uh, what a what a great race he's set before you. And you're, you're running a, a f- phenomenal uh, marathon thus far. Want to support you, man. And, uh, you know, Ethan, if, if the listeners uh, want to reach out to you or find out more about you, as I have, what, what's what's the best? Well, so I, I did go back into the social media world, but I don't have anything. It's not personal anymore, dude. It's straight ministry. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ethan Vanskoy, E-T-H-A-N-V as in Victor, A-N-S-C-O-Y. I, I have a podcast. It's called The Mystery of God. You can also just look it up under my name. Uh, I just got a YouTube channel going. It's under my name as well. Uh, you can email me. Uh, it's my first name, Ethan underscore Vanscoy, V-A-N-S-C-O-Y at yahoo.com. And my cell number, man, if you just want to call or you want to text or, or you're just like, you're going through something and you want somebody to pray with you, I'll pray with you because we're a praying church. And my number is 832-210-5871. Again, that cell phone number is 832 832- Two one zero five eight seven one. I will pick up that phone and I will talk to you. I will counsel you. I will pray with you. I will read with you. I'll meet you where you're at because I love you and God loves you. Ben, thank you for having me on, man. This has been an amazing conversation between you and me, man. Uh, and I pray that the people that are listening, that they're really encouraged, man, to, to love God and love people, to get in that Bible because it will transform you, to unplug from this lost and dying world because it's got nothing for you and it's going to burn up one day anyway. The things that are seen are temporary and the things that are not seen are eternal. But you're not going to see those things that are unseen unless you're in the word daily and growing in Christ and putting on your armor every day. Because you don't even know it, but the devil's whipping you with your own desires. But you don't learn those things until you truly get in the word and you become discipled and you realize what spiritual warfare is. So I just pray that if this message touches anybody today, cry out to God because this is the day that he's made. And we don't know when those seals are going to start opening up and it's only going to get crazy from there. 
Hey, man. Well, thank, thankfully, we have brothers like yourself that are taken with the uh, the torch that God has, has handed you, and you are running strong with it. Um, you're just a blessing to all of us, and uh, what a, what a great testament to uh, the glory of God. And and again, guys, I will uh, I will post Ethan's contact information in the show notes. Again, give it a couple days while I'm working on the site, but I, I want you guys to be able to, uh, as he mentioned, readily reach out to him. Many avenues to reach out to him, and uh, uh, he's he's one one passionate uh, uh, follower of Christ that's on fire every minute of every day. So again, he's on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter at Ethan Vanskoy, E T H A N V is in Victor A N S C O Y. He has a great podcast. I I can't stop listening to it. It's called Mystery of God. YouTube channel, just search his name up, Ethan Vanskoy. Again, his email, Ethan underscore Vanskoy at yahoo.com. And his direct cell, 832-210-5871. He's not lying. He will pray with you at any time and uh, give you what most won't. And that's uh, not everything straight from the word, straight from God. And the God, and God as you can hear, uh, flows right through him daily. Uh, what a blessing. So, Ethan, you know, I can't thank you enough for allowing God to speak through you today and into the ears and hearts of our listeners. What a, what a blessing it's been to to just hear your story and see how the glory of God can take over and pull someone out of a state of being lost and using what the enemy meant for evil and, and using it for good. And with such a great man of God like yourself, Ethan, uh, you're welcome back anytime. And and I'm, I'm sure it won't be the last time we hear from you. God's not done with you yet. And we'd love to see how you and the Lord are blessing others in the future. Would you be willing to do that? Absolutely, brother. And we've got brothers that are already ready to get on the show and have a conversation with you as well. Other people that are on fire and are ready to go. We're seeing the remnant light up all over the globe right now. I have a feeling we're going to have to plan a face-to-face in the flesh trip and have a real meal together, man. I can smoke some mean ribs, brother. And I love oh, boy. Now, now you're speaking another language of mine. <laughs> well, well, man, God, God bless you, Ethan. And I'll connect with you later. Um, thank you so much for your time and and energy and uh, just uh, just your 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 spirit is so strong. I can feel it uh, through these digital airways. I'm sure the, the listeners can as well. So can't wait to see uh, even more growth from you and uh, just stay on fire. You're a real inspiration. Um, so you know, before we end today's show, I also want to thank uh, the the listeners. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, and I, I hope you were touched by God through today's message that Ethan uh, shared with us. I'd like to ask you a favor. If you've received value out of today's show, will you tell at least one person you know? Just call them, text them, email them, talk to them. Tell them to give the show a listen. It may just help them in their walk with Christ as it did so with Ethan. And now we have another outlet that God uses named Ethan Vanskoy, a brother of ours that you can reach out to as well and uh, just have a meaningful fellowship with him no matter where you are uh, in the in the U.S. or, or abroad. So, and I, you know, also the show needs your support. If you could give a quick star rating on your phone, it helps attract other people that are looking for others and that allows the Lord and the Holy Spirit to reach 
even more lives through the broadcast. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me. If you have a life or eternity changing story, don't keep it to yourself. There's others that will, will, will learn from your past. And, and obviously we love to give God the glory. So please let me know and I will schedule you in. We don't hear enough of the truth these days or the positive ways of God and Jesus Christ these days. And this podcast and the guests and great listeners like you are going to help change that up. So I'd love to help uh, your help with this where you can. So next week, next week, we're going to get real. It's going to get hot and possibly uncomfortable on these digital airways, guys. We're going to talk about a subject that has robbed the world and most of us, if not all of us, during our lifetime of true joy, true peace, true love, true understanding, true patience, true happiness, and most of all, Jesus. And that is the world's self-help store. It's deceptive, it's but fascinating, and it's luring millions down the wide path to destruction and away from God. And I'm talking about relying on the lives and the words of wisdom of others while ignoring what truly matters in life and instead seeking God for any and all help that we truly, truly need. I promise you next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode so tune in next sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another great topic together so until next week take great care of yourself and each other and god bless you all 